हेलो एवरीवन दिस इज कथक का चक्कर माय नेम इज प्रमित एंड दिस प्लेस इज डिजाइन टू बी अ सेंट्रल प्लेटफॉर्म टू ब्रिंग कॉन्वर्सेशंस विद कथकर्स अक्रॉस द ग्लोब टुडे आई हैव विद मी सोनाली लोम्बा she completed her post graduate in human resource management from india and worked at a corporate sector in bangalore for over 6 years before she decided to quit and completely dedicate herself to kathak as a full time performing artist during her college years she started learning kathak which was in 2006 under the guidance of gurus hari and chetna from bangalore india she believes in indian classical dance is like an ocean which is limitless the deeper you dive in the more beauty you see of the art form it can take up to several years to even call oneself a master of this art form she also visits india often to advance her studies of kathak under gurus she moved to utah usa in 2017 from india and the first performance she gave was at the krishna temple in salt lake city at one of their events and was really appreciated for bringing kathak to utah she has also benefited largely from this form in terms of developing a strong mental and physical health because of the complexities and various body movements this dance form has to offer thus she started offering kathak classes to the community because an art form like this needs to be preserved and promoted she went on to establish her dance school in kathak kaladhara dance which school which focuses on imparting the nuances of this art form to others in the community as a way of passing it down to for generations to come as a performer she has given numerous dance presentations as a soloist in in, in the US, in the US and India she has performed in leading dance festivals like Hampi Utsav in Hampi India Pramotsav in Tirupati North American Festival of Colors which is in Utah and Vegas Living Traditions in Utah World Folk Fest in Utah, the Utah Arts Festival, to name a few. She has recently presented Kathak at the 2019 TEDx Salt Lake City. So, Nalidi, how are you? I'm good. From it, how are you? I'm good. Uh, uh, whenever I start this conversation, I try to remember, you know, how I first got acquainted with you. And with you, I can I remember like you were wearing, you had this, you had this blue costume on. It was like a in the backdrop of Utah. You were doing this. Uh, the sun was coming out and you were doing the piece with that that was my first time i saw one of your pieces and yeah that's when i wanted to have you on the podcast and we started talking from there so i'm happy we made this happen and yeah just to start off with sonali the during one of our initial conversations you mentioned that your teach your current you know teaching makes you a better performer so can you tell us a little bit about that so i actually was given uh, i moved to utah in 2017 from mm-hmm. india so this is my first time in america and um, i actually did not have any i did not come with any intentions to teach kathak in fact i wanted to teach yoga so i started teaching yoga when i came to utah and um, though i had learned kathak or rather i'm still learning kathak um, and i did not have my gurus anymore with me in utah so i had to you know kind of get into a self practice mode and i just very randomly put out my details on one of these websites in america uh, I, i i don't remember one of these indian websites and then i got a query from a 
a Russian who lives in Utah. She sent me a query and she's like, hey, I moved here from Moscow three years ago. And uh, she's a very dear student of mine now. She's like, hey, I want to learn Kathak. Do you teach Kathak? And I'm like, hmm, I don't really teach Kathak. But uh, what I'm like, okay, sure. I can, you know, kind of try to yeah, whatever I've learned. I can try to help out or teach you whatever I know. Uh, and then she came. I'm like, okay, let's try it out. So she came home and, um, you know, first I started like kind of uh, working on what she's already learned because she's learned Kathak for four years in Moscow. I'm like, okay, let's revisit that. And then I had like a partner to kind of practice uh, Tatkar and all my basics. And finally, I had some motivation. I was like, okay, this is nice. So I looked at her more like a... Uh, practice partner than a student she's a little more older than me so I used to enjoy teaching her whatever I knew it was more like exchange of knowledge she used to teach me what she's learned and I used to teach her what I knew I, what I knew. And I'm really glad that she actually sent out that query and I was able to you know kind of boost my confidence I'm like okay I, I, I can you know kind of teach a little bit and from then on we started performing I was like okay let's try for performances and then I started applying for performances and then I got through and then we performed at a couple of events and from then on the query started pouring in people are like hey do you teach Kathak and you know we want to learn Kathak because Kathak was so new in Utah and uh, and then I took the leap of faith I'm like okay let's try with uh, you know my gurus were still around I could still connect with them on Skype and WhatsApp etc I'm like okay let's try to teach and then I started taking kids first instead of adults I first started enrolling kids and um, with kids what I realized is the more I taught them the more patient I became, uh, I became as a person. My personality changed because I had so much patience to teach them just tatkar, just coordination. Uh, so that made me, in fact, a better performer because I became so patient just with myself. I took time to do my own practice because I knew that this kind of dance form requires a lot of patience. Um, and then slowly the parents of the kids started enrolling themselves. They're like, hey, okay, this is a nice form. Now we want to learn. So now I had parents and kids learning. Uh, so then I took another leap of faith and I started teaching adults who are of course much older than, uh, but they all accepted that, okay, though she's younger to us, that she still can, you know, kind of teach her. And uh, that's when I started teaching adults. And I think the journey since then has been so interesting because I never thought I would teach, um, but now I'm teaching and uh, every time I teach, I get, I feel more motivated and more involved in the art. I'm actually loving Kathak so much more because I'm teaching them and I'm actually seeing Kathak on them. It's so interesting because on like 10 different bodies, I'm able to see the movement that I'm imagining. I'm able to see it on them. It's so interesting because I'm like, okay, this is so interesting that teaching actually has so much power that you can actually, you know, kind of what you're imagining, you're actually seeing it on another, uh, you know, on 10 different people, right? And it every time they come for class, I feel so motivated because I need to work, uh, of course, like do some preparatory work because I need to teach them. And my gurus are high achievers. So they see a lot out of students. They just don't come, you know, if you go to, whenever we learned Kathak, it was just not, you learn and you go back home. It was, they're trying to see how you can be a performer, how Kathak, how can they bring Kathak out of you? or in you rather, you know, how, you know, so they have so much of involved in us as dancers and students. And that's what I do with my students here. I'm so involved in how, when they come for class, how, how could I bring out Kathak in them? How, how do I make them dancers? Not just, you know, students, how do I make them dancers? And that's actually a really hard task because everyone just comes with a student mentality that, okay, we're just going to learn and go back home. Not with a performer uh, attitude that, hey, okay, I want to kind of perform this. How do I begin? And um, so for me, the the, the pre-preparatory work is 
quite hard because you know i sort of want to bring out something more in them when they come for class not just teach them tukdas and tihais and like send them home even if that tukda how, how do i make them a performer when they you know when they're learning with tukda how, if they ever represent kathak how would it look how would they represent kathak? and uh, so i think it's while teaching i have learned so much just about myself about my person um how i could become a better performer because we are repeating the same thing right like with students you're just repeating the same composition over and over and over and over again and i'm just kind of wearing it out and each time i see so much beauty in just that one composition which i learned like probably 10 years ago so it's just like a constant growth of me as a performer when i and i get to explore so many new things with them because you might just get a student who's like super fast in learning then i can explore a lot more body movements a lot more other aspects of kathak with them so teaching is actually a very interesting journey for me and i enjoy teaching because i feel like it's helping me grow as a person not just as a dancer but also as a person it's developing my personality very differently i'm learning more patience i'm learning more compassion i'm learning more empathy i'm learning more sympathy i'm learning more um you know uh yeah all of it in fact is you know students come up you just cannot be like just come learn you know it's more like okay you kind of become their friend or a little more like a family so i'm learning more bonding i'm learning a lot more things about them with kids it's a very different it's very different when i teach in schools here in universities and they give me these thank you notes after a class they're teaching me so much gratitude they're teaching me to respect my own culture so much more okay this culture is actually pretty interesting being in india i don't think i ever looked at it differently as like acha is just another art form which i'm learning but here i'm looking at it as a culture not just as an art they want to know you know the students here also a lot of them grew up in america so they do not know much about how this art form developed or how it evolved etc so they want to know what's the history why does uh, shiv ji have uh, a ganga flowing from his <laughs> his head you know so i'm like okay i need to learn the history too of uh, indian culture not just of the art so it's very interesting very interesting and kids throw so many questions at you which you are at times like i need to go back and read about this and i think it's i think more than an art form i'm kind of imparting a culture and it's becomes a huge cure for me here right now and yes i was the kid who always asked questions in school and my relatives and i have always had the reputation and which is why i run a podcast now it's yeah. just a fun way to explore asking more questions and with that now that you one thing i i found interesting is you talked about that you have to prep for class and uh, that's something yeah that's something i re- i'm really curious about so what kind of prep work goes in before each class what does that look like for you so uh, i sort of don't follow a curriculum or like a set pattern because i i don't like monotony a lot of times i like to explore uh, like i said you know sometimes you might have uh, students who are really quick in learning some of them just are pretty slow everyone has a different kind of understanding uh, so the prep work i do is i mean now i know all my students now i know what each one's uh, capability is uh, so and i like to explore i don't like to do the same traditional movement in the same uh, way though the movement the tukdas are traditional i try to kind of explore different movements or how you can use the space how you can use the body etc so the the prep work is usually typically not just before every class i kind of do it at the beginning of the week or because i know what classes are coming up etc so i just kind of uh, place the the group of students in my mind and 
I try to think where I want to see them in the next few months. Do I want to see them for a performance or do I want to see them for, uh, you know, I feel like some of them are picking up fast. What do I want to teach them? Do I want to teach them compositions or do I want to stick to tukras? Uh, but I try to kind of innovate some classes and some classes I let the students tell me what they want to learn. Like a lot of times, you know, it's not always one way teaching. Sometimes I ask them that, hey, okay, what do you feel like learning? Do you want to, sometimes they say, okay, you want to learn a footwork, like kuch ladi sikha do. Yeah, okay, we want to learn just body movements. We want to, you know, kind of uh, learn, say, a vandana. Sometimes I kind of let them take the class over and I'm like, okay. Uh, or sometimes what I do is I also give them uh, small tasks. Like, why don't I give them like bowls and I ask them to do the choreography on spot. Just whatever them. So we kind of, my prep work is a little, uh, it goes with the flow. It goes with the mood. It goes with the energy of the class okay it goes with my energy it goes where i want to see them but i kind of have like a rough idea of what all i want to cover during that week like composition mm-hmm. i start with that okay. a lot of times it changes okay yeah that'd be interesting because like there's certain moves every now and then i see on like on a dance like say and uh, like right now i'm doing just the regular chakras and the three-step but I found out recently about the half chakra or the Ardh fairy, and I'm curious about ki, how does that work. But I I am always wondering ki, should I ask my teacher now just to see it, or should I wait till my turn comes a few years and see? Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that you yeah I did it really like that. But and my next question is since you talked you talked about like uh you talked about making people dancers or performers. So this is more of an open ended question. So what is uh, like, if you start off with a student, what's required to make them a performer and dancer in your opinion? Like, what is that journey like? I'm actually still exploring that. So I might not have like a definite answer because it's like exploring. So uh, the, the reason why I mentioned that is because my gurus, Hari and Chetna, especially Hari sir, he always imagine because this is a performing art right kathak is a performing art and at the end of it at some point you will have to present it whether it's in your family gatherings or on stage somewhere you know kabibi you might want to or if it could just be for a friend or it could just be on instagram you know for example you're performing it at any point right at some point you might perform doesn't have to be on a even in front of your teachers right so your teacher might be like, Chalo, you know, dikha do ek tukda. You still want to perform that tukda. You don't want to show the tukda, but you want to kind of perform that, right? So Hari sir always mentioned that this is a performing art. So be mentally prepared that you could be ready. You could be asked to perform this at any point, whether it's even, you know, kuch, you know, a lot of people say, uh, just dance for yourself. You're still performing for yourself, right? You still want to be, you're still performing, right? Like, uh, you still want to make that tukda better for yourself, right? You still want to have, like when you're standing, you just don't want to stand like this, right? You still want to stand, you still want to do, also when you're practicing, you still want to make it like beautiful, right? Uh, so Harisa always said that it's a performing art. And uh, so he always, his style of teaching always involved how can this particular piece, Tukda, Ladi, Jobi hai, if presented on stage, how would it look? So he always included a little bit of choreography, always included a little bit of group work. He always included a little bit of, um, you know, music, uh, you know, kind of making us comfortable with the music, etc. And I think that kind of set into my mind that, okay, this can be 
you know if you're anyway learning a tukda might as well learn it at a performing level how could you learn it at a performing level if you need to present it on stage how would it look dhamakedar pura energy ke sath uh, you know with full presentation pura tukda ka end to end presentation right from the time you start the tukda till you finish it like pura complete karke namaskar karke exit entry you know so we learned a lot of things with hari like even when we when we when we used to learn with sir it was never like you know whenever we practiced a composition it was just the entry he taught us right from the end exit how you are a performing artist right from the time you enter the stage till you exit so that actually kind of that's my that has been our training from the time i started kathak it was never just at a student level it was always at a performing level so hari sir really till date he gives us so much energy when he teaches and that's always been his thing that how would you perform this how would you attract the audience to kathak if you really want to present a tukda how would you overuse your body so i think those kind of those points really help me when i teach my students because i'm like kabhi bhi unko performance you know any time i want to ask them to perform then i don't need to train them separately for a performance. of course rehearsals will come through but it's part of their class work right this turn okay so yeah the, the reason i was smiling throughout the whole thing is like so when i started kathak yeah, i was in an academy in indiana and we did a show we did a performance at the end of the year which is like a very us thing to perform yeah. after one year of training and like your, your gurus will always remind you we did not have this thing you know after <laughs> one year but now i do like so my now now my whole thing is like so tanvir is in tanvir is in canada i'm i am in phoenix so we do i do private lessons with him so that's like this so when you said kathak is a performer in art and when you have to eventually perform i'm like i don't know i'm this is my i'm doing this on my own thing in my own room i don't want anyone to see this so but yes so that is a that is that is true it is a performing art and i probably have to start think about that as well i just don't i'm like he kathak for me exists in this room and that's it i and advantages in this room and i do the podcast time it takes time to become same when even when i was learning like the first few years it's it takes time it takes time to get confidence and honestly i get confidence because i see my students doing uh, when i see them dance i get more confident that okay it's i'm able to translate at least one movement into their body and that is uh, that gives me a lot of confidence as a dancer myself that okay i am pretty capable i can i have some confidence in my dance now that uh, i'm able to at least translate that into 10 other bodies and of course that's all with the blessings of our gurus and without them it's i i don't think i was i can i'm capable of this without their support and their knowledge and their constant encouragement hari sir has been he uh, even hari sir and chetna ma'am both of them have been uh, i mean i i don't think i could ever do kathak without them not just you know the way the with the involvement they teach they're not letting you give up i gave up on kathak so many times because i was like this is too hard this is not meant for me you know but so I, tell me about that sonaliji like the points you were giving up was it like a particular composition was it like a stage in your life what was going on okay, for you i was kind of fighting a lot of a lot with my mind now i realize okay then i thought it was all on my teachers and i thought it was all in my environment like my mom is pushing me to go for classes my sister who's my biggest inspiration she uh, she used to push me hari sir used to and i'm like you know this i think it was a lot of uh, ego a lot of attitude problem in my own mind i don't think it was anything to do with the environment and that i'm realizing now after i came to utah i after i started teaching i'm like okay now these students are experiencing i can see myself 
being there and now trying to and be more uh, understanding of their mindset i'm like okay don't worry i was right there and i think it was a lot to do with my own commitment my own hmm. discipline because at that age you have so many distractions college yeah. and i friends ke sath hang out karna you want to go for dinner you want to go for parties and yeah. you know, this kathak class like saturday we used to go saturday sundays oh ek yeah and you know india mein saturday sundays when everyone is free ek se 6 7 baje tak sir used to take classes 5 baje and then we are like and after that you are of course mentally drained physically to forget it yeah. and and you uh, and you are living in bangalore right Bangalore, yeah. My God, okay. <laughs> and Monday to Friday, of course, we were all busy with our own college, right. work, etc., etc. So Saturday, Sunday was the only time we could actually hang out with friends or family. Yeah. And Bangalore is the place to hang out. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, so for like the last twelve uh, from two thousand six, it took me almost three years to uh, finally show commitment in class. I used to give random excuses not to go for classes because I'm like. much Yeah. That's unfortunate. So she came to Bangalore. She met her sister. She started learning first. My mom Achha. started. Mother started learning first. Then she kind of took us to learn. My sister and I. Then my sister picked up the dance from really early. Like within a year, she was traveling uh, with my teachers. A year? Yeah, she started hmm. uh, learning same two thousand and six, and I think two thousand and eight. Her she her first performance was in Sri Lanka. and that was the first time uh, anyone from our family went outside india acha especially for dance it was like a huge deal hmm and that's when i was like hmm this dance and of course i never went because i did not even show up for classes so yeah. myself okay she's going to take another 10 years and after my sister went to sri lanka i'm like hmm this dance form has interesting benefits you know <laughs> and that's when i started showing interest because i like, go okay we can travel i kind of went backwards it was kind of sad but that was my reason to kind of show interest in the art form because as i go like, okay we can travel there are chances to perform there are uh, chances to you know kind of go outside india and that was a big deal then for me and i think i then i started gaining interest in the art form mm-hmm. and, uh, my sister was you know kind of pushing me all the time He just come for classes. It's nice, so it's nice, <laughs> and you know. And I think that's when I started gaining interest in the art form. Okay. It took me a while. It took me two to three years to kind of start going regularly for classes, mm-hmm. and you know, kind of establish that bond with sir. It took me a time to establish that connection with my teachers too. Right. Not because they did not have any feelings for me, or they did not consider me as their child, but it was more like me considering them as my gurus. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it took me some time. Mm-hmm. Now they are more than parents to us. <laughs> okay, because <laughs> they understand okay. us more than what our parents could mm-hmm. in terms of our personality. I mean, mm-hmm. okay. So yeah, it's a very interesting journey. <laughs> 
Yeah, for sure. Um, especially the parts where you talk about like thinking about quitting and, you know, and you just so being so honest about, you know, how your level of interest has never always been like at a hundred percent. It's kind of developed over time. And it's always great to hear those stories because they're kind of relatable as well. And since we are on that topic is, uh, and we're talking about the guru and everything, uh, could, is there anything you would want to add to what you said about why a guru is important? So, Pramit, honestly, I always uh, think mm-hmm. classical dance should be imparted or rather it would be nice if it's imparted by someone who has uh, some sort of an experience not l- of learning this art form who have dedicated themselves to this art form and not just done it on the side, you know, just as could you, like another you know, side hobby, but someone who's really dedicated themselves to this art form uh, because they have understood this art form, at least from what I think, this is all my personal opinion. So (laughs) uh, I think they have understood the art form, not at uh, they've deep dive into the art form and they've kind of understood the essence of the art form, at least my teachers. I think they've understood the essence of art, the art form, but I think all of us are still learning. Even our gurus are constantly in the search of something more. I don't think anyone can say that they know the art form in and out. I think it's a constant journey. It's a constant learning, right? Because the more like upaj, you keep improvising. Hey, ye bhi ho sakta hai. So I think the importance of a guru is, is required in classical arts just because you need somebody to guide you and somebody who's looking at not their benefit, but like you know not looking at looking at you as a as a means to pass on the art like they want you to learn the art form so that you can pass it on to the next it's more like a lineage they want you to continue the art not i feel like the current generation teachers etc are still in a competitive mode with their own students because sometimes students can go beyond their teachers right because we are all still very young we're still very young teachers and there can be students who can like go beyond you and i think we're still in that thing that we don't want them to go ahead because we are still we are still active performers right we are still active dancer but um, I think a guru is just so important to kind of guide you sort of mentor you and somebody who's a little more mature in their approach to the art who is looking at you mainly to pass on the art form to the next generation and not you know uh, who who's kind of guiding you not just in the art form but also in life I think our gurus have like helped us a lot in just shaping our personalities kind of breaking your ego you know which your parents cannot uh, which you are because you're so you have your liberty with your parents but with gurus you just cannot argue on on that level right if they say because I think through dance Harisar has really broken our egos and our attitudes and our misconceptions our uh, high-flying heads you know he's always like kind of brought us back to the earth that hey you know, come back. This is not what it is. This is not. And uh, I think Harisar, for me, the only gurus who I had the first interaction was with Harisar and Chetna ma'am. And I think they are such wonderful guides, not just in dance form, but just in general guiding you in your life, you know, just, they just push you beyond your limits. And I think that is so important that a guru should just push you beyond what you are. Look at look at yourself larger than what you are. And I think that's only possible if the guru is experienced themselves, or at least if they have that sort of a knowledge that 
it is possible something like this beyond you is possible and it's just not related it's just related to so much philosophy so much of is just so much more than dance when you learn with a guru it's not just a good guru i would say a good guru who's not looking at just money who's not like who's looking at other aspects of this art form who's ready to give you all their knowledge so that you can really take in take it to the next generation or you know the next whoever you're planning to teach because harisan chetna ma'am i think have given us everything they have like right from music to compositions to their learning to, they've not hidden anything it's not like they have of course they have like certain students who might be their favorites is because of whatever reasons but they've never really kind of had that partiality that she belongs to my family so i'm just going to give it to her harisar also does have his niece who's learning with him but he's never been you know sort of partial in that way that hey i'm going to teach her the things it's just been a very open teaching you know i'm going to give you everything i have nothing to hide and i think that is so interesting and i think we are very blessed to have very good gurus uh, not just in dance but also tal vidya who i learned with i'm trying i'm learning hindustani music and the guru i met here as well in utah they just they just teach you beyond the art form they teach you what it is to be a good artist what it is to be a good human right rather than just because there can be thousands of people performing but how do you be a good human being how are you going to be a good artist right how much of compassion do you need to have how much love do you need to have how much of sort of uh, sorry i'm going into a little bit of philosophy but that's what gurus do right it's your it's your it's your episode you can yeah. do whatever you want Yeah 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 no i think a lot of gurus go because especially the older gurus they kind of go a lot into philosophy you must have heard pandit divyang vakil also he goes a lot into philosophy mm-hmm. and that is required to motivate us to continue this art form you know you need that motivation because you know we 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 when we go for classes we are sort of looking at our gurus as a motivating factor and not just kind of pull us down always and just say hey you cannot dance oh you 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 are so egoistic no it's more like the motivating you to kind of go beyond what you are beyond what you think you are and uh, with the gurus that i have had they have always brought us back to earth <laughs> they've never let us be uh, they've never let us you know be those high flying students or high flying individuals and that is so important to stay grounded and uh, i think i think that's why a guru is so important to just kind of guide you through your life and not just the art form and i feel that is and I, that's why i feel in classical arts just learning from a guru is so important and kind of sticking to the guru you know kind of staying with that guru for as long as you can and as long as you should not should rather but as long as you can because it takes time for the teacher to kind of develop a bond with you to understand your personality itself takes few years how to work with you with your personality you know it it's not uh, tailor made it's not i mean it has to be tailor made it's not one movement fits all right it's not one attitude or one approach fits all 10 students so hari sir for example has to see what is sonali's mindset you know i'm an you know what she could be sensitive she could be a slow learner she could be having other thoughts in her mind she could be a, a emotional person you know so what if i tell her this what if she takes it another way you know some people if you tell them hey you are not doing it correct they take it very positively right they're like okay yeah 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 i need to work on it i they take it up as a challenge but some students are like hey they'll quit i've had students who've quit 
because they like oh we are very sensitive which i understand you are sensitive but you know it took me time to understand that you were sensitive right before that you should have you know then then you just break that bond and then it's gone right you of course you're always going to be a student but our student and very dear to us but then that bond breaks and then again you rebuild it so i think um i just think like sticking to a guru is so important because it takes time for them to understand you and that and before that if you leave you will go to the next teacher the next teacher is again going to do the same thing they're not going to give they're not going to spend too much time in understanding you probably they'll just start like teaching you or you know whatever right giving their knowledge but i think a good teacher and a student relationship is so important for even the student to understand the teacher i think a lot of times when we go for classes we feel like oh that teacher never understood my personal that guru does not understand me he thinks i'm not a good but did you take time to even understand that teacher what personality does that teacher have he could be meaning nothing right like he could just be he probably doesn't have anything against you he does not think you are a bad person he just thinks that the dance in you is not coming out you know so he's probably just working on that aspect there's just one teacher and there are 10 students if 10 students can understand one person it's easier than one person understanding 10 students right every 10 people have different personalities so i feel like it's i feel like it's so important to establish that bond first of all with your gurus learning will come but that bond itself takes time and once you establish that bond it's a really beautiful relationship because then you're kind of like it's it's a very beautiful exchange of understanding knowledge and you feel like a sense of belonging right like it's a family like with hari sir now we are like a family you know it's like my sister and i especially we've stuck to him to our teachers forever and i don't think we are ever going to move out um though we learn from other gurus but um, you know i just feel like he's given us everything and now we are a family you know uh, it's if he says something we don't feel bad or we like you know we know harisa now we say now we understand harisa we like yeah that's his personality he didn't mean anything wrong you know he said that okay you are you know harisa used to make lot of comments a uh, funny comments that uh, whatever like when we used to dance now we're like okay it's okay that's his personality and he doesn't mean any harm or he doesn't mean it intentionally he's just saying it because you know he feels that we are his his children too right like we are learning with him so he considers like a father like your parents can tell you anything and you understand at the end of it they are your parents right so they don't mean anything wrong so same thing with hari sir we know he doesn't mean anything wrong when he's trying to correct us sometimes words can be a little harsh sometimes word can be something inappropriate sometimes words might not suit your thinking but hey at the end of it you know what he means and he doesn't have any you know you've kind of developed that a uh, relationship with him and i think that's why i think it takes time to i that, that's why i think it's so important to stick to a guru and once you do once you kind of just flow with them you know just flow with them don't bring your own mentality in between that hey don't uh, what is that over analyze <laughs> you know unhone aise bola unhone are just take the art form and carry on you know don't get too involved in the other aspects of their life and personalities and everything learn the art form learn the art form the way they are teaching and uh, 
and I think it's a very beautiful relationship because they teach you just more than the art form. And uh, so with that, there's a lot of things to explore. The one thing I want to explore is like what you said about sticking to a guru because that one's interesting for say new students. So say um, you said that you should stick to a guru and you know, and you made a distinction that it's a good guru. So like for students who are kind of new in and they're kind of having second thoughts about their guru, how should they make, and you know, sometimes it's a good idea to leave someone if they're being like, you know, if they're trying to hold you back and things like that. And sometimes it's just like, yeah, that's just kind of not a huge deal and you'll figure it out later kind of deal. So like people who are newer in, how do they, dis- because, you know, you, you can't like sink 20 years into your life into a guru and then realize, oh, this was a mistake. So how, as for, for, for newer students who don't have that experience, how should they make that differentiation? How should they figure out if their guru is quote unquote good? I feel like with this current generation of teachers, which also includes me, and I see a lot of my uh, colleagues and like a lot of artists, I know a lot of them are teaching. It's very, I think it's hard right now because the time is changing so much. Uh, and I honestly don't, I don't know how it would be to learn from a current, our generation teacher being from the same kind of a age group. Um, you know, I would also say it's a little, it's a little bit of luck if you find a good guru. Uh, actually, I don't consider myself guru or I don't, I think our, our age group is still teachers. I don't think they're gurus because when you call yourself a guru, it's a big responsibility. Uh, it's a, I think we're all teachers. So, so and, on this uh, on this note, if a, if a student calls you a guru, how do you react to that? Do you like, okay, yeah, you can call me that or do you correct them? Or I know it's like a big question, but I was just curious since you brought it up. Honestly, earlier, I like, I've had uh, one or two students who came and touched my feet, like uh, during yeah. when they, you know, when they came, because that's the, they've seen that, right? Yeah. And I was a little taken aback then. Uh, and I said, hey, I, 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 I didn't know. I mean, I was just a little shock um and uh, what i did is um i just let them okay so i did not really tell them anything but i just said hey you can just you know do pranam i just tell them to do pranam if they really want to you know kind of show more respect to the art form or whatever i just we just do namaste and pranam and um i've had uh, students who call me gurus and earlier i used to kind of push it back but i think you should just let people do whatever they want to because that's coming from their own within right <laughs> it's just like you want to touch my feet i of course it's something very big for me and i don't think i'm at that level um i i, I don't think i'm ever going to get that at that level maybe but uh, uh but for me, I just let them do whatever they do now. I, I, if they do, then I just bless them with my whatever little understanding I have of uh, as a teacher, uh, as a you know, and whatever little understanding I have of what I'm doing right now. I just let them do whatever. If they want to call me ma'am, like a lot of students call me ma'am, uh, you know, because in India we still address our teachers with a ma'am or sir. In America, it's a little different. They call you by the first name, which is absolutely okay. Uh, so I just let them call me whatever they whatever they are okay with as long as they have respect for if we have respect for each other I'm okay earlier I used to push it back I used to find it a little weird because I'm not I feel like I'm still not at that level where you need to you know kind of call me a guru I don't think so I, I I'm sure I'm not at a guru level and um, but I just let them do whatever because it's coming from their heart and I don't think I want to you know kind of bring my brains into everything they do some things people just want to do, right? 
दिल से आ रहा है दिल से उनको पैर छूने हैं दे कंसिडर मी एज अ टीचर ओके श्योर I take Hari sir or my own guru's name, and I'm like, okay, this is all your student, and uh, that's it. I think staying humble. Uh, it could be a very big topic. Staying humble when it's required, I think, is uh, good for an artist. At least for me, I, the more humble, I think, a little more humble artists, a little more. I find them more approachable. You know, I find it more easy to have conversations with artists who are learners, who are going to be learners all their lives. I find it more to have conversations. And uh, coming back to your question of this guru's. you know if you're really not comfortable with them and that actually i did not know about it too much until i came here it's only when i came here i started getting a little more involved in the kathak community a little more with our uh, our generation of teachers performers artists um i started interacting with them and then i started reading a lot of posts you know on instagram also i keep seeing people are saying hey we are quitting this guru for whatever reason um and i've had my own students who quit my classes because of my personality they the, the attitude my attitude did not suit their attitude which is okay you know and that the, those few things initially i should take it very personal uh, i should get really offended i'm like what does that even what you know so then uh, it was i wouldn't call it wrong but yeah i was not com- like thoughtful then and uh, sometimes you become not approachable as a teacher because you feel like you're a teacher in uh, coming from south asian like in india we never quest- cross questioned our teachers at all we never right guru ne jo bola bas jo haath ke le lo and go right you never done why did you tell me like this why you cannot there's no question of argument there's no it's one way conversation right mainly and if you feel something you go talk to your colleagues in class or your dance partners they're like hey what did hari sir say why did he say you know things like that. and uh, then the chinese whisper starts in class and all that so i think only when i came here uh, my students were very open and they kind of approached me very di- some of them were very direct some of them just quit classes not giving me a reason and i used to take that a lot on me and then i'm like hey it's not on me you know it's okay our personalities didn't get along and that's all right you know it's okay you cannot get along with all 30 students who come to you it's mm-hmm. not possible and it's okay you know if you want to quit but just don't quit the art form you know i always promote the only thing i feel bad or the only thing i don't want it to happen is because of my personality or you not gelling with my personality or your attitude does not work with my don't judge the art form you know when you have a bad experience with a teacher you consider the art form to be bad mm-hmm. you have a bitter relationship with the art form that my kathak teacher was so bad or oh, she you know she shouted or she was so negative i don't think this art form is and then mm-hmm. i'm like oh man that was you know don't don't do that because this art form does not require this bitterness it's pure it's beautiful mm-hmm. it requires love and kathak is you can embrace it forget it don't learn it from me but go learn from some teacher who suits your personality it's okay i'm okay you know earlier i used to get really offended now i'm open now i've become very open minded person i'm ready to take criticism as a teacher too i'm ready to take negative feedback i'm ready to take uh conversations where people are like hey i'm quitting your class because you know you're a very negative person or you don't encourage okay i will work on it mm-hmm. because i don't want the next 10 students to get affected by it right you know if one student has approached me that means there is a problem right if yeah, one student has felt that then other I people have felt it and they haven't even come up to you yeah, one student has been courageous enough to come and tell me yeah. okay then that means it is probably affecting the class and nobody's been having you know nobody's had the courage to tell me so let yeah. me quickly 
rework and repair that attitude so that mm-hmm. other 10 can say okay you know kind of stick with and i think i've had like couple of students and some of them have just left and yeah. probably and i think that's okay and i think now with this new learning system i think a lot of them have come up with this concept that my personality does your our personalities don't match that's why i don't i mean i don't know i i uh, that's why i think it's uh, you're kind of lucky if you find a good teacher or a good it's a little bit of luck which plays in finding the i think the right teacher but it's a little hard pramit i think it's it's a little hard to i think you just need to give it time don't quit a teacher very quickly because yeah if they're being very negative and constantly you know kind of saying that hey you know you are pathetic you cannot dance and if you feel like okay that is really affecting you then maybe it's time to kind of learn from someone else but honestly we've had even hari sir even our teachers have everyone has a different approach you know like my teacher i'm learning hindustani music from he says you can learn singing and i think i'm a pathetic singer but he says you know he has so much love but probably that's because he's 70 years too and he has like so much of experience of dealing with different students and like pandit ji he knows we are all like still learning tal vidya you know a lot of them are like i just started my tal vidya studies very recently in as a separate aspect you know tal vidya as a very different part of it and guru ji has so much patience he accepts all our flaws and all our non practice uh, classes and he's so patient and i think being a guru of that experience is what will help you bring connection with the art form because they don't uh, they don't they're very patient you know i think gurus which who are older i think they're just more patient and they kind of understand that we are still very we are still kids we are still learning we are still very young you know and we still have lot of thoughts and distraction but i think it's a little hard now with our generation our age group learning with our age group or almost similar it's a little hard it's a little hard to kind of stick to them is what i am understanding after coming i did not know of this this i never imagined ever leaving hari i till till now i don't imagine so i don't think i will but it's a lifetime bond with him but it's just a new thing i'm learning now after coming here and you know watching and listening and experiencing it I've known students who've gone to like teachers in other states. Uh, very good friends of mine who are artists. My students have gone, who have gone, and you know they started learning with them online, and that's absolutely. I'm okay as long as they continue learning. I'm okay. You learn it with anyone in the world. I'm okay. Just continue Kathak. You have shown that dedication to Kathak. If you have shown that commitment, go ahead. इसके साथ सीखना है, सीखो, but सीखो. It'll benefit. It's a very interesting uh, question, and I don't think I understanding too much of it yet. you probably give yourself less credit so this is my 46th episode sonali ji and you're the first person who's ever brought up students quitting no one has ever mentioned it ever so thank you for being so candid and honest about that aspect cuz yeah it, i'm it happens everywhere but no one ever, no one's ever brought it up so yeah so yeah i i love that you spoke about that and yeah talking about uh, like people learning from our age group i guess i can tell you something a little bit about that so my my instructor tanveer is 7 years younger than me and kind of like yeah, our generation has a little has like more empathy and stuff like that so i'll tell you just a little story here so like see i uh, i'm 29 so i am i have like uh, like shoulder tendonitis which means when i do this wala hastak which goes there and there i can only do it for a little bit after that my shoulder start paining and i know it's not like me trying and i know that it's not if i can't do it after that i know i'm going to mess up my shoulders 
like because it's going to like tear up my ligaments or something long term and i also know that uh, like I, I, if i stop like then we knows that hey it's like a shoulder thing i'm not going to go further but i also know that if i had a stricter guru he would have tried to they would have tried to push me more and at that point it would have been an issue because you know for me my health is first mm-hmm. not kathak i need to take care of myself first and then figure out the rest so yeah with uh, with with the, with our younger generation there's always that and of course like if you're learning from someone who's younger you also have to be prepared that they are kind of preparing their own career as well so they are going to be going for performances and things like that so that's uh, with 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 teachers who are younger you always see like you know they're going to have an act, act, they're going to have active performance schedules and they're going to be trying to maintain their teaching they're not uh, so you have to kind of figure that out as well that's actually a good point yeah because we are still active performers we are still active dancers we are still yes. uh soloist we are still trying to figure out our own way into kathak world we are yeah. still trying to figure out yeah that's a very good point yeah. and yeah and that's been happening for generations as well like so my teacher anindita di like my first guru her when she was learning from her teacher amita dattadi she was amita di at that time was an active performer when she started teaching with them so that's kind of always a thing like as a student if you're going to someone uh, you, if you some if you're with someone who's an active performer you're going to uh, you're uh, they're going to relate with you more in the sense cuz they're younger so they know what you're going through but you have to also understand like they're going to have their own stuff going on too uh was uh, was as someone who's actually teaching like full time and doing nothing but teaching so it's always an interesting thing to think about and since you mentioned like your gurus in like hindustani classical music and tal vidya i wanted to start off with like the hindustani classical music part like uh, i guess what my question there is like what are you learning there and is there i have you found ways to bring it into your kathak practice as well i actually started learning uh, hindustani music in 2017 when i moved to utah mm-hmm. uh, my guruji is guru john malik he lives in utah he's been practicing Hindustani music for about forty-five years. He's okay. pretty. He's pretty, you know, experienced, and mm-hmm. he teaches the harmonium and the tabla, okay. as well as singing. Oh, yeah. Nice. So it's all of it. But tabla, I said, okay, let's hold on because I already have a harmonium and which I bought uh, when mm-hmm. I started learning, and I'm like, okay, let's. Uh, it was getting very overwhelming to learn tabla, harmonium. I was like, okay, wait. I'm like a jack of all trades. <laughs> Nothing is happening. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So then I started. Then I said, okay, let's hold on to tabla and um, Hindustani. I'm just curious, I, like, how did you pick tabla versus harmonium? Ki harmonium pehle karna hai. He always begins with harmonium first, and then he introduces the tabla. So then it became easy because on harmonium first you have to understand the saath sur. You have to see the harmonium in front of you, and then you understand the tal and the ragas, etc. The notes and um, I was actually very interested in singing more than dancing since eight, since childhood. I really enjoyed singing, but I of course never imagined I have a good voice. It was never. I thought it would never be. It can never be trained. And my parents never went. You know, they never explored that option because they always wanted us to become dance like Kathak because mom was in Kathak. So she kind of uh, pushed us in classes, and I think we never looked back at. But I I was all. I'm very attracted to good singing, good singers, uh, good music, and I always attempted to singing. And my sister actually has a pretty good voice, but she does not have the time right now to explore training. And uh, so then when I came to Utah, I somehow very luckily met Guruji, and you know very it was. was a very instant connection when i performed at the krishna temple he met me and he said okay let me try and teach you 
I said, Guruji, I'm like really bad. I don't think it's possible. But he said, okay, take a shot. And now it's been four years. And I think that's really helped me in just bringing a little melody in my padhan, some understanding of sur. And uh, I'm able to actually... the with music i feel more connected with self and i you know more than dance because dance your eyes are open and you're still observing everything around and it's so distracting sometimes music you just close and you actually forget that you are in your own studio you forget everything it's just a very you have to know when you're when you're kind of trying to understand the ragas and the the impact of it the experience of it it's really beautiful even when i'm like our classes go on for 4 hours now i have class twice a week and it's like 4 hour class at the end of it you actually feel more energized though we've spent 4 hours and just singing and playing the harmonium you feel so energized and i think music just has that that magic like art like kathak also you have that it's a magic you know after class you actually feel energized at least you feel happy i think it releases a lot of happy moments and you actually feel very happy and i think music really makes me happy just spending time with guruji and he just like i said guru shares so much more than just music so he shares so much of so many of his experiences and how you should be as a person how music can be so pure and is this so beautiful conversations with him and uh, i think this spending those few hours with him with music with him listening to his stories listening to his music i think just has benefited me largely it's really helped my dance too because i'm able to improve my tal i'm able to become a little more melodious like i said in my padhant or uh, and i think having knowledge of music and dance really goes hand in hand. you know at some point maybe i can sing like a thumri for my own students performance who knows <laughs> long way but that's a possibility so yeah and yeah coming to your like your tal vidya practice course so whenever i spoken as we so let's see right now i spoken to spoken to mathli i spoken to tanvir and yeah so both of them kind of like whenever i spoken to someone who done tal vidya they've always been like oh my god where was this you know my whole kathak training life kind of like they don't no one says it directly of course but yeah whenever people discover tal vidya it's like i wish i had it earlier kind of deal or you know it should have it should, or whenever i asked them like hey when should what's a good time to start training dalvidya they said now so yeah i would love to know about how your dalvidya kind of weaves in now cuz you have like the hindustani classical music and the kathak and dalvidya on top of it so how does that all weave in together so um see honestly a one teacher cannot teach you everything you just yeah. need to accept it you know yeah. whether you are learning a kathak it's not possible or maybe it is possible i don't know but mm-hmm. i think in my capability and my understanding my experience the little experience i've had i think one teacher cannot or rather does not have the time to teach you everything they can either focus on your dance your movements of course they will focus on padhant uh, but a lot of dancers like see guruji is of course a master in talvidya and uh, he's a master in a lot of other aspects like philosophy etc and uh, but i feel like if we really were that interested in padhant we all should have explored at least i should have gone out and explored a teacher for myself you know if i felt padhant was that important but of course my teachers never emphasized or focused so much on tal vidya that i felt like it was another aspect you know Mm. and uh, i never i knew padhant etc is important but it was never like an integral part of your learning 
you know so i never explored and that was i feel like a little bit on me because i never took time to understand that kathak has more than this i was just taking what i was getting from my gurus and that's it and that's what we all do right maybe if i was those exploring kinds or those inquisitive type of students then i would have gone out and probably learned like hindustani music then or probably i would have gone and figured out somebody who teaches padhan i just like hey, yeah this is what and this itself was overwhelming right going for classes learning music uh, learning movements performing practicing it was in, enough of too much of work already and uh, i think uh, just getting tal vidya knowledge is eye opening <laughs> it's a lot of work it's i feel like i've opened another chapter in my life which requires if not more but equal effort that got that that has made me slightly of a kathak dancer today <laughs> i think it i've opened that another chapter and i think tal vidya is going to go on for this lifetime or maybe the next i don't know it's a it's like another ocean guruji has introduced us to another ocean of it so it's it's beautiful yeah tal vidya is just i i don't know if i'm ever going to achieve anything this lifetime because it's like hindustani music is another ocean tal vidya is another ocean kathak is another ocean though they all blend in of course but for me to kind of bring them together i have to maybe need like three lifetimes to go like deep dive into each ocean <laughs> i'm still trying to figure out a lot in kathak but i think i can take a little bit from each and try to blend it in it's 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 huge you know tal vidya is guruji is just amazing i mean the way i, I don't even know how to describe our experience or our classes or his knowledge is just i i just don't know how to put it across but i'm really glad that i met him this lifetime i'm really blessed to be learning from such experience such loving such compassionate gurus understood yeah i just applied for his beginner course like it was oh, just a, yeah. like i have some regrets like i i just filled out the google form saying name contact uh, guru and all that i didn't put anything else in the application i i wasn't i didn't know if i was supposed to but yeah i put the put the thing and i hopefully it goes in and uh, our classes if yeah if i get selected i don't know what criteria they'll select me on i didn't put anything in there yeah uh, but uh, yeah if if it does happen it's going to start in the middle of may yeah. so yeah, that's I, going to be fun yeah you're going to really enjoy it it's just yeah. more like enjoyment you know yes i guess my major concern is this like so i have my and this is more of a personal question so this is me being a little selfish but help me out on this so i have my kathak i have my kathak which with the riyas i can barely keep up with that then i do like say my martial arts my jiu jitsu and my gym that will keep me in shape for all of this so the kathak requires riyas and then everything else like physical stuff takes up my time and i have a job where people are like passionate about the job kind of deal it's not an 8 to 5 company where it's like people are trying to build something new as a startup so amidst all of that like talvidya has its own riyas and everything going on so i guess this is more of a me question like how would i fit everything in it's so hard from i'm fighting that constantly but i think more than you know i feel like what we do we become very task oriented we have goals don't make uh, goals okay just enjoy the process you know that's what guruji says just enjoy the 
enjoy what you're receiving like kind of don't become very um what is that like likhna hai isko practice karna i think you have to just kind of understand the concept of tal vidya because guruji says i can give you a thousand tukdas i he says chalo likhna shuru karo you your books will get filled itna sara knowledge hai but he says understand the concept of tal vidya what am i trying to teach you when i'm teaching you upaj then it will become a part of you right like for example um, how do i you've not even started tal vidya but once you do you'll probably understand and that's a constant uh, battle actually my sister and i we constantly think how do we incorporate tal vidya then music and dance it's a it's a lot to you know because each of it requires its own dedication and uh, you know you really don't want to kind of disappoint not just the gurus but yourself also after you've signed up and you're like hey i'm not able to keep up to it and i think it's it's important to just really uh you know plan your practice in a way that after some time you just don't have to it doesn't become a practice it becomes more like a part of you like just a part of your how do i explain it it's very hard to explain what i'm trying to say i understand it is it is a difficult question which is why it's a difficult question yeah <laughs> if i if i knew it immediately i won't be asking it in the first place i think place, right? i think you'll understand and you'll explore some parts of it yourself when you start with guruji okay understood and yeah so we've been talking for a while we have 9 minutes left so yeah. at, oh. for the last 9 minutes i want to talk about like the sonali lumba the dancer the performer uh i guess cuz we talked about the teaching and the philosophy and everything so i do want to talk discuss that side of you for a bit so i guess let's start off with the tedx performance and then we'll go from there could you tell us a little bit about that yeah so i performed uh, so in 2019 there were applications that were out for tedx uh, solix city and um, i was like okay hey let's try to you know kind of bring kathak there because nobody in solix city mm, at this platform no no one's really taken indian classical dance forget kathak but just not indian classical dance though there are kathak though there are bharatnatyam dancers in utah but nobody really kind of explored that and i i was I, i'm actually a very proactive uh, artist <laughs> and i can be a little uh, overwhelming to a lot of people around because i'm like constantly pulling groups uh, you know i'm like hey let's go perform let's apply for this let's do this let's do this and they're like okay hey hold on we can't keep up you know it's too much so uh, so i'm a, i'm i'm a little proactive that way because i feel like if i've chosen this as a full time profession i would not call it a job i don't want to call it a job because it's my passion so it's kind of when i call it but if i've chosen this to do if i've chosen to do this full time i might as well give my 100% and try to present kathak wherever i can um to also motivate myself and my students and uh, so that's that proactiveness you know i am always on the lookout for stuff not just in utah but around wherever i can apply and i applied in tedx and i think i i i got through and uh, it was a very interesting uh, journey because i collaborated with two uh, live musicians from utah tablis and asitaris and you know we kind of picked up a composition of my gurus i opened tedx solix city like i was the first performer 99.99% of them were americans so this is exactly what i wanted to do i really wanted the local community to know kathak i do not like to brag please brag a little bit just a little bit i hate to do it i, know. I have never i finished my performance and and then i just bowed down i my musicians came we bowed down and i started 
uh, leaving the stage and then the lights came on and then the the anchor was like hey can you come back uh, sanadi and the artist can you come back to stage i was like okay and then i came back and i saw the entire auditorium they were standing and clapping and i was like oh i mean i probably should have just stayed there to actually because they had to call me back because the audience was standing and i had no idea acha i said namaste and i left okay <laughs> dark the auditorium was still dark that's when i realized that hey you need to let the audience share their experience of what they watched so yeah. every time you finish your performance that was actually a very big learning yeah finish your performance stay on stage for at least 2 minutes let the audience share their happiness or their experience whether it's standing ovation doesn't matter you know at least they're clapping for you just stay mm. there for 2 minutes appreciate their experience mm. and then you leave the stage so from then on i was like okay i need I to see. stay on stage yeah whether everyone is like you know when saying hey that was a good performance or that was a bad one i'm still going to stay on stage and just wait for 2 minutes and then leave okay so i think that was a very uh-huh. tedx was a very humbling experience for me yes it's a great story so what so when coming to like uh, and in terms of your other performances so we had the tedx is one that i had like marked specially but in terms of like all the performances that you've done which have been like some of your memorable ones and do you have any anecdotes to share from that i think a lot of performance with our gurus especially was really humbling and really exciting i think one experience for me in utah was uh, very it was something i was looking forward to was at the temple uh, at the there's there's a hindu temple ganesh temple and i always there's a huge natraj uh, murti and from day one i wanted to kind of uh, perform when i watched that i was like i want to perform some day in the temple you know i've never really got a chance to perform at the temple uh, because there's just so much energy there and then on shivratri i was given uh, i was invited to perform in front of uh, at the temple inside the temple not just outside the temple it was in the temple and i think that was one of the experiences i'll never forget because that was my desire i really wanted to perform inside that and it was so beautiful just because of the energy. though the audience was around but i think it was just the energy of that that really motivated me and i was like okay the universe is listening <laughs> and i think that was a uh, very interesting so very very grat- grateful i was very grateful apart from that the festivals all of these festivals in utah the living tree etc have been really good like i said in utah the kathak is very limited so whenever i go on stage i feel like i'm presenting a culture and not just an art form because after the performance i've had people ask me hey oh so india has more than bollywood oh india what can you tell us a little more about the art can you tell us what does this costume mean can you tell us what is your ghungru's mean you know so it was it's very interesting because then i started realizing it's just not an art form right people want to know the culture that i re- i'm representing then i was like okay this is a huge responsibility right if i'm performing kathak on stage outside india more like a it's more of a culture i'm presenting it's a self taken risk self i have taken this responsibility on myself to represent india when i'm representing kathak so it's like a very nobody's asked me to do it huh is this my thing i want to when i go on stage i'm like i'm taking my entire nation with me and i'm performing and people are like you know so it's a very self self you know self responsibility and nobody okay is this something uh, is this something very i want to do it right could be just okay i that would be a great thing to end on in the sense this question of responsibility <laughs> because you said kathak is limited and um, yeah. w- would be right to say that your you, you let your your academy is pretty much the only one in utah then uh yeah so utah is not 
as small as people think it is. Salt Lake okay. City is pretty big. It's a pretty yeah. big state. Utah is a pretty big state and it's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, there is a lot of Indian culture here. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I would say, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, right now I'm the only performer here. Uh, right okay. now it's my students and I, of course. Okay. And, uh, so Kathak was, is pretty much not around. But so la- my last question to you is this, Sonali, because like my teacher kind of, in Indiana had kind of a similar thing going on, but you know, I, in you, and you've touched upon it a bit. So, but I just want to explore it a little bit. So my last question for you is like, so if you're in Utah and you, you know, you're kind of the only academy doing Kathak, you know, you kind of are the torchbearer for Kathak and as you said, Indian culture as well. So that is a lot of responsibility. And to me, it feels like it could be, it would be exciting and a lot of pressure at the same time. So how do you handle all of that as you go about this journey? Yeah, it's actually, yeah, some days I'm actually like, am I doing enough to spread Kathak in Utah? Do You know, it's not just through students. Of course, I need students to present this. I can't do it on my own. But sometimes I'm like, am I doing enough? Do I have enough students through whom I can represent? Am I going for enough performances? Am I being too choosy about my performance? So a lot of times I feel like I'm not doing enough uh, because I feel like, I still not explored the state. <laughs> I still feel like there are so many places where I can still take Kathak to, like a lot of universities. Um, and uh, yeah, it's like a responsibility. I've taken it on myself to kind of spread Kathak and art form here. And uh, I feel, I think it's, 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 it's a very interesting, very exciting journey, actually. Because everywhere I see any festival, Indian festivals, or even otherwise, people are representing Bharatnatyam and Mohini Atam, and then I'm the only Kathak. So initially, when I came here, everyone's like, Sonali is everywhere. Like, she's everywhere, you know. I was like, uh, I'm sorry, guys, but there is no Kathak happening here. So I'm the only Kathak performer. Uh, so in 2017 and 2018, I performed Kathak at every, whether it was for uh, any compensation or no free wherever I performed everywhere and uh, people at at the end they're like okay you know we understand there is Kathak you know and then I said okay but I, I have I still have a huge population to explore I still I, I still feel like I can do a lot more but I'm just the only one here uh, but I've got excellent uh, student support who are also helping me spread the art form through their hard work and efforts and I'm really glad that we are all able to do it collectively. Okay. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. And yeah, with that, I'll bring this episode to a close. And I'll it was great talking to you. Yeah, some episodes. Yeah. And we saw, I really like the, the topics we explored. Some of them were new to me and it's always good when I learn something as well. Yes. So. Thanks, Pramit. It was a lot of fun and I did not know I talked so much. But yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, sometimes it's interesting when you have to just share your experience.